If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64, Josh. And on this Today in Nintendo's History, we're looking at none other than Superman 64. Yes, it was released in 1999 on May 31st. So, Superman 64, also known as Superman, the new Superman Adventures, is an action-adventure video game developed and published by Titus Interactive for the 64. It is based on the popular television series Superman the Animated Series. The game was released in North America today, May 31st, 1999, and in Europe, July 23rd, 1999, making it the first 3D Superman game. A little bit of a stretch to call it an actual game, <laughs> from what I've seen. In the game, Lex Luthor has created a virtual reality version of Metropolis with the help of Brainiac and trapped Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, and Professor Hamilton inside it. As Superman, the player aims to rescue the captured individuals, dismantle the virtual world. The gameplay alternates between outdoor levels, where the player flies through rings and saves civilians, and indoor levels, where access cards are sought, computers are activated, and battles against villains such as Brainiac, Mala, Metallo, Darkseed, and Parasite take place. The development of Superman 64 started in 1997, but faced numerous challenges due to the constraints between Titus and the game's licensors, Warner Brothers, and DC Comics. These limitations left little room for gameplay refinement. Blue Sky Software attempted to create a PlayStation version of the game, but it was ultimately canceled because Titan's license with Warner Brothers had expired by the time the game was completed. Despite receiving positive press release coverage and strong sales, Superman 64 received overwhelmingly negative reviews 
from critics. It was criticized for its unresponsive controls, technical flaws, repetitive gameplay, excessive use of distance fog, and poor graphics, and is often regarded as one of the worst video games ever made. Superman is a three-dimensional action-adventure platform game that puts players in the role of the iconic superhero as he saves the citizens of Metropolis, including Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Professor Emil Hamilton, from Virtual Reality World created by Lex Luthor. Within this virtual metropolis, the developers have implemented what they refer to as kryptonite fog, which serves as a technique to mask the game's poor draw distance rather than an actual attempt by Luther to weaken Superman's abilities. In the single-player mode, players control Superman and take on various tasks and puzzles presented by Luther. Superman can walk, fly, punch enemies, and utilize super strength to lift and carry large objects. Additionally, he can access his other superpowers, such as heat vision, freeze breath, x-ray vision, super speed, and reprogrammation, where Superman reprograms an enemy to aid him against other foes. What? <laughs> what kind of superpower is this? By collecting power-ups found in specific levels, however, these powers have limited reserves. Superman's health will decrease if he's attacked by enemies or hazards or comes into contact with kryptonite. If his health reaches zero, the player receives a Lex wins game over message and must restart the current mission. If a civilian character is attacked or time limits for the mission expire, the player will encounter a game over screen. The game consists of 14 levels that alternate between outdoor and indoor environments. Indoor levels involve combat, exploration, access to codes for locked areas, computer activation, puzzle solving, battles against villains, and so on. Outdoor stages require you to fly through rings, rescuing civilians from enemies and hazards, while some missions have time limits. Superman, the new Superman Adventures, offers three difficulty modes, Easy, Normal, and Superman. In Easy mode, flying through rings is not necessary during the flying stages. The penultimate ride stage and the penultimate regular stage are exclusively playable in Normal and Superman modes, while the concluding ride stage and regular stage are exclusive to Superman mode. However, it is possible to complete the game without encountering any rings by starting on easy and using the mode switching option to skip the respective stages. The time available to complete missions decreases as the difficulty level increases. The game also includes two multiplayer modes, racing and battle. Up to four players can participate in these modes. In the battle mode, players aim to defeat their opponents by throwing various weapons and items. The racing mode involves, you guessed it, racing. During the development of Superman, the new Superman Adventures, Eric Kane, one of the founders of Titus Interactives, secured the rights from Warner Brothers licensing to create a Superman game based on the upcoming animated series. Kane pursued the license when no other company would, even though Warner Brothers expressed doubts about his decision. In 1997, Titus signed a licensing deal with Warner Brothers to develop Superman games for the Nintendo 64, PlayStation, and Game Boy, with a team consisting of programmers and artists dedicated to each port. 
The development of the Nintendo 64 game spanned two years. Kane initially envisioned a 3D open-world action-adventure game with real-time strategy elements, aiming to push the Nintendo 64 to its limits and faithfully represent Superman's abilities. However, due to the limitations of the Nintendo 64, only a small fraction of the original design was implemented in the final game. Shortly after the deal was made, the Warner Brothers licensing team changed, and the new group expressed immediate disdain towards Titus and the Superman project. They attempted to halt the development and requested that Superman be portrayed as the mayor in a SimCity-like game instead of an action-oriented game. The conflicts escalated as Warner Brothers consistently opposed Titus' decisions, often arguing that Superman would not behave as Titus has proposed. Some changes were made to portray Superman in a positive light, such as limiting his powers, removing breakable architecture, and setting the game in a virtual world to avoid harming real people. Amidst these conflicts, Titus faced delays in the production process. Obtaining approval for every character took months, and they were unable to address bugs and issues related to collision detection and controls that would later be criticized in the final product. Near the end of development, technical support was provided by Nintendo of America to assist Titus. Overall, the development of Superman 64 was marked by challenges, conflicts, and licensors, and technical limitations, which resulted in a game that fell short of the original vision and received widespread criticism for its gameplay issues. Superman was showcased at three consecutive E3 events in 1997, 1998, and 1999. The game was informally referred to as Superman 64 by some publications since the 1997 E3 event. During the 1997 presentation, the game's premise focused on Superman's mission to save Lois and Metropolis from Lex Luthor's creation, the Lexoscale 5000. It featured models of empty rooms and a concept of Lex Luthor and highlighted Superman's X-ray vision power. While some saw the potential in the game's visual and environments, others expressed skepticism about its overall quality. In March of 1998, Titus announced that Superman was around 85-95% to 95 complete. However, the game faced delays after the 1998 E3 showing due to criticism of its gameplay. In June of 1998, GameFan Magazine published screenshots of completed parts of the game, generating enthusiasm among staff members and suggesting that it might be one of the standout N64 titles of the year. The visuals, apart from some fog and the Metropolis shots, were praised for their clean textures and smooth animation. Details about gameplay, including various missions, Superman's powers, and the inclusions of villains like Brainiac and Bizarro were also revealed. By July 1998, reports indicated that Superman consisted of 15 stages with a focus on beating up bad guys, solving puzzles, and finding kryptonite diffusers. It was also revealed to have a four-player battle mode that would receive positive comparisons to Star Fox. Previews in Nintendo Magazine in August and December of 1998 highlighted the game's features and abilities, expressing optimism about its potential. A press release in October of 1998 announced a planned release date of November 16, 1998, alongside with details of an extensive promotional campaign. In 1999, Superman was featured as one of the only five Nintendo 64 games presented at the Tokyo Game Show. Following the critical failure 
of the Nintendo 64 version of Superman, Titus Interactive entrusted Blue Sky Software with the task of completely redesigning the game for PlayStation. The redesigned game received approval from Sony, but unfortunately, Titus was unable to secure a new license from Warner Brothers, as the previous license had expired. As a result, the PlayStation version of the game was ultimately canceled in 2000. According to Eric Kane, after Warner Brothers forced us to kill the PlayStation version, Titus had planned to receive a litigation settlement as compensation for Warner Brothers' alleged abusive behavior towards the developer. However, specific details about the settlement or its outcome are not provided in the information available. Despite the cancellation, a build of the PlayStation version of the game dated June 22, 2000 surfaced online years later. The build was uploaded to Mediafire on November 28, 2020 by Richard Evan Mandel. He announced and shared the release of the build via a journal post on his DeviantArt page. Superman 64 had significant sales success in North America, being ranked as a top seller during the week's of June 1999 and reported as the third best-selling game for the Nintendo 64 in July of the same year. Over 500,000 units were sold and Titus had projected sales around a million. Consumer feedback obtained through mail-in registration was reported as overwhelmingly positive with more than 70% of the target audience, 6 to 11-year-olds, rating the game as an A title. These sales figures and consumer ratings contrasted with the critical reception which labeled superman 64 as one of the worst games of all time the game faced significant criticism for its controls which were described as confusing and difficult to use many commands were reported to be unresponsive or inconsistent such as flying landing objects interaction the flying controls in particular drew criticism for their lack of intuitiveness technical issues were also prevalent including bugs unfavorable camera angles poor enemy ai broken frame rates clipping of environments and objects and flawed collision detection critics found fault with the gameplay considering it to be monotonous nonsensical and excessively easy the missions were often described as lacking engagement and containing obscure objectives. The fighting mechanics were criticized for being slow, awkward, and imprecise, leading to unenjoyable encounters with enemy. The ring missions, which were a core aspect of the game, were deemed both monotonous and challenging due to the limited margins of error and time limits. The graphics received significant condemnation. The excessive distant fog was a common point of criticism with reviewers claiming it hindered gameplay and prevented the Nintendo 64 console from being fully utilized. The textures were deemed poor, repetitive, and lacking detail, with Metropolis being criticized for its flat and featureless appearance. Character animations were also disparaged, particularly Superman's punching and flying animations. The audio for Superman 64 was criticized for its repetitiveness and lack of variety. The soundtrack was considered subpar with sparse voice work that did not align with the voices from the animated series. While there were some supporters of the game's graphics and presentation, the overall negative reception outweighed any positive aspects. Superman 64 status as one of the worst games of all time has persisted over the years. It has consistently appeared on lists, ranking it the worst game in history and is often regarded as the worst Superman video game. 
The game's poor reception has gained a cult following of curious players eager to experience the notorious flaws. However, it has also garnered iconic positive ratings from some users, leading to mixed opinions in user-generated rankings. After spending 30 minutes watching gameplay of this game today, I was kind of speechless. There is not much good to say about it. Superman's arms flail through the air as he's flying. The ring missions make very little sense. Why is Superman flying through these rings? What is the purpose? And the enemies honestly look like something made in a, a 64 version of Minecraft. It is, it is terrible. There's just random civilians in places with random robots, and it just looks like it was thrown together. I'm honestly surprised Nintendo allowed it to even be released, but they did. And again, 6 to 11-year-olds seem to really love it, giving it that, uh, that A-plus approval. I, I just don't buy it. Even I would have been a teenager, like 18 when this game came out. There's no, I would have returned this so fast. I, it wouldn't have, it would not have stayed in my collection. There's no way. There is no way. And watching some of the action sequences where your hit detection is not, is non-existent and you just kind of phase through enemy players and weird stuff stops, starts to happen on screen. I, I don't know how anybody could have reviewed this game positively. It makes zero sense to me. It is definitely a part of Nintendo's history, and it was fun to take a look and understand why the game did so poorly, and oftentimes, it boils down to choices made by either the licensor, sometimes the publisher, and it can spell doom for the game when the developer's hands are tied, and that was definitely the case with Superman 64. If you enjoyed this, make sure to let me know in the comments below, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye now.